0: Hey, this is Cody and Kevin and Franklin. Thanks for joining us on the Conversations on Jesus podcast. Pull up a chair and hang out as we talk about who Jesus is and what that means for our lives.
1: Dear Lord, thank you for this opportunity for Cody, Kevin, and I, and that we can just uh, pray and that we can praise you as we uh, have conversations about what you, we think you may have been trying to show us, or uh, just your word in general, Lord. Amen.
2: Amen.
0: Amen. Uh, yeah. So diving right in, episode six, uh, picking up where we left off in Matthew uh, chapter four. We're gonna start. Uh, yeah, start where Jesus begins to preach. Right. This is a long-awaited part of the the story to talk about.
2: Yeah, I know. So we've, we talked about what, um, well, we talked about where Jesus came from. We had the whole genealogy. Then we talked about him getting baptized and, um, yeah. And then we talked about him getting, uh, tested, tempted the test being tempted in the wilderness. Yep. yep. Yeah. And then now here he's going to start talking to some people, um, Okay, so in, in chapter 4, verse 12, it says that when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he withdrew to Galilee. Leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah. And then Matthew's going to quote um, Isaiah 9, 1-2, through two, um, where it says, uh, Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, The way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And then we get Jesus preaching there. Um, So before we talk about what he says, um, let's talk about John the Baptist for a second. Okay. So um, what did we already see that John the Baptist did earlier in Matthew? What has he done?
0: Um, He was... Living out, kind of what Isaiah had spoke of, mm-hmm. uh, as far as, I mean, eating the locusts and honey, to how he dressed, to <laughs> yeah, um, yep, yep, yeah. I mean, yeah, essentially that living out what right. Isaiah had spoke of,
2: right, mm-hmm. right. And then he, yeah, then we have that quotation, and it says he's going to make the paths straight and the level fields for the way of the Lord. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he baptizes Jesus. So the first thing we get about, well, so he he's talking to the um he's baptizing and the pharisees and sadducees i think both groups yeah, yeah come, to, come him. to him yeah and he calls a brood of vipers what are you doing here who warned you to flee from the coming wrath um talks about repentance what's he say so he says matthew 3 uh, let's see john's clothes were made of camel's hair had leather belt around his waist his food was locusts and wild honey People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea, confessing their sins. They were being baptized. The Pharisees and Sadducees come. Then the conversation about, well, Abraham is our father. You know, what are you doing? And he says he's going to baptize with water for repentance. But there's one coming who's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Um, and, And then Jesus shows up, and then he baptizes Jesus. And then the next thing that we hear about John the Baptist is that he's put in prison. So something has happened between right.
0: Like, what did he do? Yeah, right. (laughs) There's kind of a gap. Mm -hmm.
2: And 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 Matthew's going to fill it fill us in on it. So in Matthew 14, he says that uh, John was put in prison because he told Herod that Herod should not be shouldn't have or be in relationship with Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. So. His brother, Philip, has a wife named Herodias. and That's a lovely name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and John the Baptist confronts him and says, she's married to your brother. You should not be messing around. And what happened to John the Baptist? He gets thrown in prison. Right. Like You can't mm-hmm. tell me what to do. Right. Who are you? Right.
0: Yeah, for real. Get
1: out. I want to do whatever I want.
2: Right. Right.
1: That's what he's thinking. Mm-hmm.
2: Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You go send to jail. Who are you to tell me? Yeah,
2: prophet John the Baptist. You can talk about God all you want, but you're not going <laughs> to tell me how to live my life. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I want that woman. So, you know, it right. sucks to be you. Right. But
0: go send to right. jail though
2: Right. Until, I mean, John's going to lose his head in prison. Yeah. So we're right. in jail. So he puts him in jail. And then Herod has the party and says, I'll give you whatever you want. And she says, I want the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And he goes and has John's head cut off. I mean, that's yeah. what's going to happen, right. but, and this is it for basically John the Baptist's public ministry. He's done now. Right. He's Once done. He in jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now Jesus is on the scene. Hmm. Um,
0: yeah. Kind of like the passing of the baton. Yeah, exactly. A yeah.
2: lot like that. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, just to me, um, where is it at Matthew 4, 17, 4, 17, uh, skipping a lot here. Um, But after you read like the passage through Mm -hmm. um, the prophet Isaiah and um, after reading John or Matthew three, where John's preparing the way uh, for Jesus, um, John is preaching, repent for the kingdom has come near. Right. That's the first thing uh, we see that Jesus is saying it is also. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. From that time on, Jesus began to to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah
2: right the same message the
1: same message
2: yep right um yeah what were you going to say uh that one sentence
0: repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near mhm it's very powerful it can be right so reading challenges we just finished up uh the one of the overarching themes of the book right is when is the kingdom of heaven coming near. Right. And what does that look like? And it's like the kingdom is already here. Yeah. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And like as Christians, right, it's easy to say, oh, when Jesus comes back, that's when the kingdom, right, is coming. Right. Yep. But what did, what did he die for? Right. To start the new kingdom. Right. Right. And we're living in it mm-hmm. and we should live as such. Yeah. And so like reading that book, gaining that understanding, coming back and reading this again. Whole different light. Right. Right. Like, uh, the foreshadowing, right, is uh, a lot sooner as far as along the timeline than maybe that I understood it before. Sure. Right. Like, understanding, you know, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near has some context in the short term. But I'm thinking, okay, oh, in the distant future, right, when Jesus comes back to earth, right. Yeah. That's when the kingdom of heaven, it's like, no.
2: It's right now. The kingdom's right. already here.
0: That's yeah. right. And it was like, it was so cool to see uh, and reading that book, like, just get that discovery of like, I don't have to wait to live that life or like, obviously I'm live out as a Christian now, um, but live as if I'm already in the kingdom right? because the kingdom is here.
1: Yeah. And, and to me, that's where the saying, uh, which kingdom are you living for? Mm-hmm. Or the question, which yeah. kingdom are you living for? Well, and it's
0: crazy, like, cause I use that often. Yeah. But never even, like, had that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So it was neat just reading this after going through that book of like, hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Like, am I am I living like I'm in the kingdom right now? Right. Or you know what I mean? Obviously, right. like that standard is it's easy to put like super high or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, uh, beat yourself up over it, but like, still holding yourself to that love, like right. the kingdom right. is now, and so I'm not gonna wait till tomorrow to live this way. That's right. Right. That's and
1: right. it's hard not to set your standards high when we have the the perfect sacrifice, Jesus, right. to look at. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Well, and like, and he says, uh, we don't have to write the musical script. That's right. Because it's already written. That's right. right. Yep. We have to play it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to, to put into use mm-hmm. what Jesus already showed yep. us.
2: I've always liked that analogy. He's used yeah. that a couple of times in some books. It, it rang so true. Yeah.
0: Like. And like I wrote it up last night when I finished up, but it's like, hmm. Yeah, I really don't have to write a new one.
2: Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Like,
0: here's here's how to play it. It
2: but makes sense when you look at the life of Paul or mm-hmm. the apostles later. Yeah. it's that's I mean, that's what he says, but it it's a I think it's a biblical thing, that Jesus has written the music, the sheet music for us, and then what we see in the rest of the New Testament is how it looks when they're trying to play yeah. what's before them.
0: So it's like a real-world enactment of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. A that yeah. demonstration that's been documented.
2: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's kingdom people that do that. I mean, that's what the book of Acts is about. It's all of a sudden now there's a quote-unquote established group of believers that share a common... Um, Understanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they believe in, trust and want to live in accordance with who Jesus was and is. And now they have to figure out how to do that in the world where their kingdom is bumping up against other kingdoms. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, it's neat. I think it's cool when we talked about it um early in the second or third podcast or something. Um th- that he says repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. He doesn't say things like, um, repent so you don't go to hell or repent so you go to heaven. Yeah. Even though Heaven and hell are real things, and they have their um, results of the life that we live now. But his message is, it's kind of like what you're saying. He's not pushing the story further or faster than it is right then. He's concerned with the people living as if the kingdom of heaven is in their midst. That's what he's concerned about. Um, which is just, that's a framework, different way for me to look at it because I often think repent so that something doesn't happen to you or said so that something does happen to you. Right. Mm-hmm. When repent here in Matthew 4 is so that you can live in the kingdom of heaven right now. You yeah.
0: Know? Yep. And like, so now that I read it, right? Like repent for it's come near. Mm-hmm. We think of heaven and hell as up and down or away and there. That's right. Right. Nowhere. Does it say that God's going to take the rock sphere that we live on and throw it in the trash to right. start a new one? Right. right. Like heaven is here, mm-hmm. has come near. Right. Meaning, you know what I mean. And so, like, right, just another way, it, like the I new heavens and
2: like, the new earth come together. Yeah. They right. Overlap. Yeah. Right. And they're
0: and, and like it's easy to say, oh, I'm going up to heaven, off away to this distant right universe, this land, this Narnia, right? That, you know, isn't here. Right, But the reality is like, it's coming near. God's not going to throw the sphere. Like, That's right. He created it perfectly. That's right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You can't see my hands, guys, (laughs) but they're in a sphere. So I want to be a nerd for a second and talk about the kingdom of heaven. And um, so it's a unique phrase for Matthew. Um, In what ways? uh, That it doesn't show up in the rest of the gospels anywhere. Nobody else talks about the kingdom of heaven. Matthew talks about it 32 times in his gospel. Mark, Luke, and John don't mention the kingdom of heaven ever. So
0: why is it like, so important to Matthew?
2: Yeah, like,
1: wait. Like, there's not even the word heaven in any of those, or in, in the context. Like, yeah, I'd have to kingdom, go kingdom I, of heaven. Yeah,
2: I'd have to go look. But the phrase kingdom of heaven does not show up. Yeah, wow. it's unique to Matthew. It's, yeah, yep. It, it, it's a Matthew phrase. Um, it also does not show up anywhere else in the New Testament even outside of the gospels Paul doesn't talk about the kingdom of heaven, Peter, John um, in the epistles but so that's not the end of the story that would be you know strange. what's Matthew doing? Let's look at one other phrase though the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God, Matthew talks about four times in his gospel he talks about the kingdom of heaven 32 times in the in the kingdom of God four times. Mark talks about the kingdom of God 14 times, Luke 32 times and John, two times. So John, zero for kingdom of heaven, two for kingdom of God. Which isn't
0: too strange to think Right. Of.
2: John's kind of an outlier just, with how yeah. he does things. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right. just knowing his book and
2: how he writes. That's right. That's right. Um, and then the kingdom of God only shows up 14 other places throughout the rest of the New Testament. So after you get out of the Gospels, kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God are only going to show up 14 times, and it's only kingdom of God. So that might cause somebody to say, What's going on? What is Matthew onto that none of the other gospel writers are talking about? And uh, I think the wrong assumption at that point would be, well, there's a difference between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God.
0: Well, that's what I was wondering is like, is uh, Matthew's language choice yeah. just kingdom of heaven? That's right. Uh, or that's how the, the Holy Spirit inspired him to write it. Um, and the other authors may be inspired by kingdom of God.
2: Right. Right, so yeah. there's a lot of theories in why Matthew chose to say mm-hmm. kingdom of heaven, and and maybe his choice in saying kingdom of heaven was so that he would stay away from saying kingdom of God and invoking God's name and something. I don't, I don't. Because
0: Ma- yeah, Matthew was uh, he was Jewish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, that might have carried a different. Uh,
2: it's, it, it's possible. Yeah, I've read stuff about it, and some of it's convincing others i don't but the interesting thing is okay so so set all that aside for a second and was there something peculiar going on with matthew in in matthew's own gospel in chapter 19 um there's a short little story with jesus in matthew 19 23 to 24 and we're going to get a clue i think in um uh Matthew's understanding of, of kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God, because he's not afraid to say kingdom of God because he says it four times, but he just prefers kingdom of heaven. So do they mean different things? Well, I think this gives us an answer. It says, then Jesus, and Matthew nineteen twenty three to 24, then Jesus said to his disciples, truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, okay, so not a different thing, But the other side of the coin, again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. So up in 23, it's hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. In 24, it's easier for a camel than someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. So I think in Matthew's understanding, kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God are synonymous things. Yeah, interchangeable. Yeah, there's there's yeah. no difference well, like, between the yeah, two. Yeah, I mean,
0: and when he says, again, I tell you. Again, I tell it you. Mean, means he's saying, reiterating the same thing. That's right. With a different analogy. That's right. right. Maybe so that, you know, if Franklin gets it this time, well, you might not have got it. So let me That's say right. it this way and right. you might get it. Yep. So yeah, the interchangeableness of kingdom of God. Kingdom of heaven. Right. Mm -hmm. Now,
2: why don't the other gospel writers use kingdom of heaven? That's a tougher thing for me to understand. I don't know fully why Matthew or Mark, Luke, and John will not say, not that they won't say, they just don't say kingdom of heaven. They say kingdom of God. And Paul, Peter, Jude, none of them say kingdom of heaven. And Kingdom of God shows up fourteen times after that so it's not like it's huge
0: so do you think once once Jesus came mm-hmm. right and uh, came to earth uh, because the Jewish belief right is there's God Yahweh right mm-hmm. uh, and then Jesus is incarnated mm-hmm. and then uh, Jesus said that you'll be there's there's me the Holy Spirit and God the mm-hmm. Father mm-hmm. Uh, and so rather than saying the kingdom of God, knowing that there there's the Trinity, they mm-hmm. prefer a kingdom of heaven.
2: Yeah. I'm not, that's what I'm saying. Or maybe I, Matthew I, does. I'm not sure. I don't know. What's, what's behind all that?
1: Like, are you asking if that's why Matthew did it? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Maybe, like, that's Matthew's way of understanding of, like, because he was of Jewish belief, right? And so, like, yeah. for him to work through that, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, it was more of a kingdom of heaven.
2: Yeah that's an that, that's an argument that's been put out there yeah i mean it's not you're getting on to something that people have said and and um put that forward is why he does that i some of that is convincing what well, convincing some of it is uh makes sense to me um matthew is certainly um uh monotheistic he believes in the one true god the god of israel however what he believes is that Jesus is the incarnation of Israel's God. He he believes that Jesus is Israel's God put on flesh, walking around. That that's Yahweh. So, um, I it's possible that he's influenced in working through his theology for choosing Kingdom of Heaven over Kingdom of God. I and that's where I'm uh, sympathetic to that view. I don't know that that explains why he would say kingdom of God uh, four times. He's not opposed to saying it. Obviously, it's in the mouth of Jesus, so Jesus said it. It's not Matthew coming up with these words on his own. Right. And Jesus said kingdom of heaven there. Um, So so I don't want to push that too far and be like, Jesus said kingdom of God everywhere, and Matthew has changed it to kingdom of heaven because he's uncomfortable with it. I don't think that's the case. But there's something going on there that I haven't quite put my finger on yet um, and it's just an interesting thing right now, right yeah, yeah and yeah I don't, yeah, and it's not a foreign concept so um God's kingdom is uh all through the Old Testament uh, through the Hebrew Bible um specifically in Daniel seven, we have one of the strongest statements of it. I made a note of it here so Daniel 7 uh, thirteen through 14. Um He writes in my vision at night, I looked, and there before me was one like a Son of man, um coming with the clouds of heaven again, this has so much uh uh New Testament looking back in Jesus fulfilling that he is the Son of Man, that's a whole. Uh, other conversation. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and people of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. And so I think that's where, I mean, that's where the kingdom talk comes from, is this is this is Yahweh here, and he is going to establish his kingdom. And um, it's interesting that the phrase, the phrases kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God do not show up in the Hebrew Bible though. They're nowhere to be found in there. There's a lot of kingdom talk, but the particular phrase is a New Testament idea. And I think it's a, it's rooted in the Old Testament, but it's unique to the New Testament. It's, you know, you don't find a prophet talking about the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, um, at least in the work that I did. Um, and looking for that, but um, it's not like they invented it out of nothing. I think they're seeing what Jesus is fulfilling and right, right. bringing forward.
1: Do Do they say something in place of
2: that? Well, they say a lot of things like the Daniel 7 thing, that his kingdom, um, it's just not the it's same not the language same, yeah. for yeah. whatever reason, but yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, kind of the first um, idea of... Jesus preaching mm-hmm. um, and now we can move into uh, Jesus first disciples. Yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, yeah. So he wastes no time. No, I mean, he's repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Right. And now he's going to gather people to hang business. out with them. Yeah. Yeah. Real rough. quick. That's right. And
0: I mean, he had an agenda mm-hmm. and he knew what that agenda was. Right. Um, and he was working towards it. Right. I mean, obviously it and obviously he was spirit led and yeah, that's, I mean, it's that calling, yeah. That obviously he knew, right? Uh, even though he was God, setting aside, becoming the God Man, like this is what I'm doing, right? Yep. Uh, we talked about like, uh, did God or did Jesus know he was God? And without getting like too deep into it, but yeah, like at what point was it like Jesus knows this is his calling? I mean, it', it pretty quick, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was right. like goes from repent. Kingdom of Heaven is near. Yeah. Duh. All
1: right. Well, at, at that age, he is, well, 30, 29, 30 years old. Yeah. So,
0: somewhere in there, 30. Right. Yeah.
1: So, so between, I mean, he, he was in the temple with the, the teachers of the law at the time. So, I mean, I'd imagine he's just been preparing the entire time.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. He yeah. is, um, uh, he's fulfilling exactly what he believes he ought to be doing with right. his life. The question about did he believe he was God? That's an interesting uh uh you think an anti-right type of question he brings that up yeah. and I appreciate the question um because it pushes us to focus on Jesus had uh again this is going to turn into an N.T. right podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, he posts a lot of questions yeah, about who Jesus is. And that's right.
0: What that means to us as believers. That's right. And I think like it just it's neat how and I, like you said it's obviously coming through a lot with mm-hmm. me just because it absolutely like, resonates a lot. But yeah. just how like it's okay to ask questions. That's right. Oh yeah. How do you get to know someone? And as, I mean, how do you get to know a potential spouse? You get to know them that's right, but that's not even to the same level of you know, right. what we're right, talking yeah. about right, right? right. so right. to to think that it would be out of the ordinary or um, any different right is yeah right foreign
2: right, and he's he's uh popularized might not be the right word, but he has pushed this idea of looking at vocation as a big thing in the scriptures and what you And I think his understanding, if I remember it correctly, is that Jesus believed he had a particular vocation to fulfill. And so he was, that was his mission. It wasn't, let me walk around and remember every five seconds that, oh, I'm God walking around here. That's not why he did the things he did. He did it because he believed he was, he had a vocation to fulfill, a job to do, a task to complete, and that's what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. Um, and, And we... One of the cool things here is that he's going to choose uh, 12 disciples. Yeah. yeah. Which is, it immediately points back to the Old Testament. The 12 tribes of Israel. Why does Jesus choose 12 people? It's not because 12 is a magic number. He is. He is fulfilling what he believes he was mm-hmm. was called to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what he was put on earth right. to do. Right, right. He's continuing that Israel story of bringing the nations to God the the people, the people of God, calling them to Himself what Israel was tasked to do, and how is he going to do that? With a new mini Israel, kind of. Not replacing. This is not replacement theology. Israel is now thrown off to the side. That's not what he's doing, but he is the embodiment of Israel's God. He is now acting as Israel. And what does it, it, it's 12 tribes. Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. here we have um, 12 disciples here. Yeah.
1: no, what's up, Kev? No, you can go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just I was just going to say in the calling of the first two uh as Jesus was walking uh verse 18. As Jesus was walking beside the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen. Come, follow me. That's all it took. Right. Come, follow me, and I will send you out to me ma- out to fish for people. Right. That is all it took. Right. <laughs> so,
0: like we've talked about it before. Yeah. We pose the question, right? So, um, we were reading through the New Testament a while back, and it was like this question when I read this, right? Okay, if I'm doing if I'm doing my job, I'm clocked in. It's we'll say nine thirty a.m. Yeah. And Jesus comes strolling through, and he says, "Come follow me." Am I going to drop what I'm doing and walk away? Right. Because they're fishing. Right. That's the way f- to provide.
1: Them, for, their for them, for the family,
0: for the, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was their vocation. Right. At the time before Jesus, right? And I was like, would I just walk
1: and follow Jesus? Am I just dropping everything? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, if it's about quitting time, I think I'm leaving. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, yeah, just the, no, like, yeah.
0: And so like, when we talked about it, it was so like, would I?
2: Yeah, this was this call with the point that you're getting at is that this call was not just come hang out with me for a little bit, but don't worry, everything, everything's going to be fine. No, your life as you know it is now over. You are no longer a fisherman, you're no longer a part of your family in that way. You are now my disciple and following me and you either well, so for this instance, let's not apply this to every situation, but in this instance they either followed him or they did not it wasn't i'll get back to you in a week right oh right this was the thing this was yep. come follow me right and they left their nets and followed him and that's it and and their their entire lives are different from that well, point going forward
0: right and like it keeps going uh going on from there that uh he saw two other brothers mm-hmm. james son of zebedee and his brother john mm-hmm. they're in a boat with their father zebedee preparing their nets Jesus called them and they immediately left their boat and their father and followed him. And it was like so the next question is okay if I'm going to will I leave my job? Right. Not only that, will I leave my family? Right. And like for me it's like okay they're probably teens.
2: Yeah, I would say so. Younger yeah.
0: Younger teens maybe. Mm-hmm. 13, 15 maybe. Right around there. Um obviously this culture is different. Mhm. But like a rabbi calls you to Leave everything.
2: That's right. And follow him.
0: Yes. And, and like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. at that age, with those circumstances, like, would I would I have said yes? Right. And like, it, well, and like, so it doesn't say it, right? But well, what about their father Zebedee?
1: Right. You think he was just okay with it?
0: Well, I mean, the Holy Spirit would have had to have been working in him.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Right? Because I, I'm not a parent. I don't, none of us are, but like, would we be okay with our children? Right. Like,
2: right. So, here's this idea that I've heard before. Um, th- th- I think there's an aspect of man, now my boys are gone. Like, that part is a bummer. We, now what am I going to do? I can't just fish by myself. I think there's another aspect of it, though, that they were just called by a rabbi. Now, now, now Zebedee is, Mr. Zebedee is like, look at what my boys are doing. Like, they are, they're hanging out with a rabbi now.
0: In correct me if I'm wrong, but like, um, would, would they have been called at a younger age to follow a rabbi traditionally? Uh, so, the, yeah. Before, and before they got into the vocation of fishing. Yeah.
2: They would have been. I think so. I think so.
0: And so in that cult, right, in first century, right, like you're going to be called into that vocation of right. being a rabbi or ministry early on.
2: Right. And if you're not.
0: And if you're not, then you go. Probably down. ain't happening right. for you. Right. right. Like you, you're probably not getting that second chance. Right.
1: Well, and another interesting point is Jesus wasn't just another like rabbi. Like he he was preaching a completely different message from the rabbis before. That's right. That That's kind of where the question of was his dad okay with it mm-hmm. or their dad okay yep. with it. Like, yep. That's kind of where that sparked from. Yeah.
2: Yep, definitely.
1: So, so like to me, uh their dad, like you said, would have had to have the Holy Spirit working in him. Therefore, he knew like what Jesus is preparing is gonna be the way. So Yeah. I mean
2: I, I mean
0: there may have it doesn't say.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: That's but, one of those roads that we talked about the other uh-huh. week right, We could the Google. other episode. Right, right. Go down it for a little bit and see what's there. But it only says so much. It doesn't, you know, and it doesn't. And I think the right, principle
0: right. of it doesn't say more mm-hmm. than that mm-hmm. shows mm-hmm. that he was okay with it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, because if he would have pushed back or there would have been a fight or something, Yeah, I can't say for sure because I don't know Matthew, but it seems like that would have been said. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, because if, yeah, I don't think you're going to leave out that detail. Right. Or like, yeah. So then, he, like you said, he can go down the trail for sure, but... Yeah, just a lot of like, would I do the same Mm -hmm. or would I follow that? Mm -hmm. And it's no different than today, even though Jesus isn't in physical calling me.
2: Right. And and notice, I mean, we'll get to it in the gospel. It's not the same call for everybody. I mean, this seems to be a unique-ish thing for the 12 disciples that they're called from the job that they're working at that point to start something new with him. But this is not the thing that's told to every disciple. Um, we're going to read later on when people get healed, he tells them to go home. You know, go back to where you live and talk about me there in some instances, and one, it's don't say anything, but the guy does it anyways. Um, but so, and we haven't said that, but it's not the idea that that's everybody's call then and now to walk away from your family if you want to follow Jesus. That's not what he's saying. There were twelve disciples there, though, who radically had their lives changed because of a call that Jesus put on them, and they answered it. Um, but other people, that was not the same call. They were disciples of Jesus, and they went back home to their household and told everybody about who Jesus was. Mm-hmm. And then they continued to be fishermen or, or, you know, whatever jobs they had before.
0: No, and you're right. It's it's one of those like we all have a lot of our different skills, mm-hmm. and
2: right? Some are called to. Mm-hmm.
0: This calling, you know, there's like you said are called to, you know, still, you know, speak life and absolutely speak wisdom of, of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Um, put in the vocation that mm-hmm. they're in. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Because just because they're uh, a biology teacher. Right. Doesn't mean they can't still speak life and right. bring glory to God. Right.
2: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so then he continues. It says um, that Jesus went throughout Galilee teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. The news about him spreads all over the place, and everybody, um, uh, people brought to him, um, everyone with uh, various diseases, and those suffering severe pain and demon-possessed, those having seizures and the paralyzed, and he healed them. And then it says at the end of uh, chapter 4, large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. So Jesus at this point has a a group of people following be him crazy yeah because <laughs> he's doing stuff he's preaching and teaching and then he's all of a sudden healing a bunch of people right which gets me thinking so what happens when the kingdom of God comes into a place I think there's a few things we can point to right away is that people are gonna talk about it teachers are gonna stand up and talk about the kingdom of God and talk about Jesus and the kingdom of heaven um, and then people are going to be healed from things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and um, I'm not... Yeah, we don't even need to get into that. But here, a bunch of people were being healed. And and what did that cause? It caused more people to come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, a, I can't think of a better evangelistic thing, especially in the first century here, to have people healed um, to, to wonder about who this Jesus is. Right. It's, you know...
0: Yeah. Well, I'm like, yeah. Just trying to imagine... What that would look like. Yeah. Like, because, I mean, Jesus didn't just stay in one little city. No. You know what I mean? Like, he went throughout Galilee. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he was all over Syria. Right? So we're not talking, you know, one, two, ten miles. Right. We're talking a large. Yeah. A vast land. Yeah. Massive Mm -hmm. area.
1: That you have to walk
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's not hopping in his. Uh, he's not jumping in a jet. Silverado, right. Right. driving up the mountain. i do going take a
0: one hour flight real quick. Uh, right. I'll catch right. you next week. Right. No, like he's walking. Yeah, right. Or, and it, yeah,
1: and it was large crowd, so all those people were walking and following him as well. So like they left their families or brought their families as well.
2: That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at a map earlier, and it's, um, it's not. I mean, it's like, what, so 6, 12, uh, 18, 24 miles probably-ish between Nazareth and Capernaum. So that's like here Hastings to Kentwood-ish, 24, 26 miles. So that's where Jesus walks from Nazareth, goes up to Capernaum, He's walking a marathon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's where he goes, and then he spends his ministry walking around there, and he's going to go all the way back down to Jerusalem again, which is further. He's going to pass Nazareth again and keep going south. Um, But all that region of Galilee and everything, I mean, that's what he's doing. He's walking around and talking to people and preaching about the kingdom of God and teaching or the kingdom of heaven for this point in Matthew, and he's healing people, and more and more people are coming to him. And that's what happens. When the kingdom of God comes into a place, people are changed, and um, people notice.
0: Yep. Well, it's like, how can you not share that? Yeah. You know, like, you right. can, if it happens, you see it happen, like, yes, you could deny it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. of course you could no, deny it. it. But, like,
2: yeah.
0: it's like, news spread about him all over Syria. Yeah. Right? So whether, like, whether you believed in him at that time or not. Yep. Yeah. Yo, did you guys hear that guy? Right. He like he's got this large group of people following him. Right. And he like he's preaching this message that, you know, it, it seems kind of believable, but like this demon possessed like this crazy guy.
1: Yeah. Right. Like,
0: he's normal again. Right. Like I had a conversation with him and I saw him. Like he he right. was bonkers, but he's good now. Right. And like that that do you remember you remember that person that had like leprosy? And like we you've never actually like seen them? but you know that they're there. He rejoined.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like. Right. Yeah.
0: I'm getting like goosebumps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like yeah. thinking like. Yeah. That. High, yeah. Being someone who could have the opportunity or chance to even spread that message. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we still get that today. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And, and it's like, it's no different than what it was then.
2: We proclaim the good news of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what our message is. You want to hear something good. The kingdom of heaven is near. Yeah. The kingdom of God is near. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, he, we're not going to get into it right now. That'll be for next episode, but he's going to, he's going to really preach here for three chapters. Yes. We got the Sermon on the Mount coming up.
0: He's going to dive right in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's mm going
2: to be good. But yeah, we get to hear now a lot of what Jesus is going to.
0: A lot uh, of what he's living.
2: That's right. Yep. He's going to talk about the kingdom of God here, mm-hmm. what it looks like and how people live in it. And, um, and we talked, okay, so this might be a good intro to it. So we talked in the first episode about gospel about Matthew's gospel and kind of how he broke it up Yep, he's following the first five books of the, the old Testament, um, uh, the Torah. And, uh, so the first five books, the books of Moses, five books, um, Matthew has set up his gospel in such a way it seems like where he's not mirroring them, but he's, um has five main-ish blocks of teaching from Jesus that are going to be pointers as in this is the new Torah or this is the Torah from Jesus now. Yeah. And this is the first part is that when we look at it next, we're going to look at the first main block of teaching that Matthew has set up. Um, and we can talk about how it compares to when it shows up in Luke but this is a main um, staple for Matthew and a good way to organize his book to see what's going on so that would be interesting to look at
0: yeah so a little highlight or preview of what we have coming on the next episode and love to have you guys join us